be blessed by the divine i'm very happy to be here in this particular show with professor parimala thank you madam for being on the show please introduce yourself before you shoot your questions on to me why shavala madam be blessed by the divine good evening to one and all present here i am parimala professor from chennai basically mam phil in human uh, yoga for human excellence now doing my phd about to conclude the final year i am very happy to be blessed this show to uh, have some interaction with professor krishaya thank you dear friends uh, our needs human needs are uh, we can classify broadly into two types one is external another is internal external are all materialistic we know that. even though it is our uh, for our basic needs like uh, hunger or food uh, cloth or shelter everything uh, it's in a form of material only materialistic needs we uh, we never get satisfied at all uh, another need is internal purely internal for that we don't need any material at all just we have to sit quietly and go internally travel or make ourselves to travel internally where we will land up at one place which is a treasure full of valuable things which will satisfy which will cover all our needs yes you are all correct that is our genetic center which is the treasure for all the human beings which holds all the valuable things which can supply to us continuously it's a surplus as sonji has said and as vedatrians we all know about genetic center i do think that i was very clear about this uh, topic but when i come across or when i face few experiences i feel as some doubt arises or question arises some question for some questions i get my answer within myself i get the answer intuitively some questions we really need an external support guru has given a great opportunity for me to have that support a big hand from professor krish ayya today to clear all my doubts hopefully your doubts also so let us uh, let us welcome professor krish on behalf of all of us thankfully ayya varika velamudan be blessed by the divine be blessed start. by the divine should i be nervous now that you are going to ask a lot of questions yeah Uh, i should I am, be nervous okay <laughs> i to start with hopefully please. hopefully i will not be nervous go ahead shoot your questions happy to answer if i know to start with please enlighten please briefly enlighten us on uh, genetic center i am what is genetic center every life form has life in it in human form this life is what we call as kundalini shakti kundalini shakti is nothing but our own life force these life forces in our human forms 
or in any human, any life forms, whether it is a plant or an insect or a bird or an animal or a human being, functions with a vortex. Let me explain what that means. The life force is comprised of either akashic energy particles. These energy particles are self-revolving in nature. In it's, it's innumerable. It's not countable by any instrument or measurable by any instrument. And these energy particles form microcosmic circuits in the body. Several such circuits exist within the body and in the process, it gives out a magnetic field. Any magnetic field, even a seventh grade child will tell you, needs to have a center. Such a center is the magnetic vortex, V-O-R-T-E-X, vortex. This vortex is usually in the three-dimensional center of that particular life form, whether it is a plant, insect, bird, or animal, or human being. In our human life, in the human body, if you draw a line from head to toe, call it x-axis, draw a line from left to right, call it y-axis, draw a line from back to front, call it z-axis, where these three axes meet is where this life force center or the magnetic vortex or the kundalini shaktis mula adhara mula adhara is centered around now this is a powerful vortex like you know in any water body as it moves it starts to spin it sucks everything inside it uh, it's like a whirlpool a vortex is like that the magnetic center draws all the other behaviors and actions and different reactions that are there in the body as magnetic wave and stores it in the center. And such a center contains the entire genetic imprint as wave imprint, like a microchip is like the CPU, the central processing unit of a computer. And there is a magnetic nerve center. It's not a physical nerve center, but it is a magnetic center, which works like a vortex of any kind of whirling wave, which then brings all of the genetic imprints and stores it. And when the time is ripe, when the correct frequency matches, these magnetic imprints that are stored in the genetic center expand and show us as our karmic experiences. For instance, memory of who we are and memory of what experiences we have gone through in our lifetime. All of them appear as our memory because it is stored in the genetic center. So in short, genetic center is our soul, is our magnetic core, 
is our life's center is a treasure which contains all the imprints that we carry in our life and it will continue to carry all the imprints of all actions words thoughts and deeds from now till we die and there is no death for this genetic center therefore atma the magnetic soul does not have death it does not perish i hope the short answer gives you a clarity on what is genetic center yeah sure i yeah, got an outline from this but i your doubt arises uh, atma our soul and the genetic center is uh, is it two different things or the same one atma soul or the genetic center all are one and the same the soul is nothing different from the genetic center okay and it is this which is sometimes referred to as atma atma is nothing else but a magnetic body with the same magnetism appearing in the entire universe is referred to as parama atma universal magnetism is parama atma in a jeevan in a life form the same magnetism is called as jeeva atma only the functional body is different there it is functioning across the universe here it is functioning in a fractional body that's all is the difference but this forms the magnetic center so a magnetic body cannot exist without a magnetic center so it is not right to separate atma from the genetic center so it has to be one and the same one and the same you one question from this if both are same i come across that one place swamiji swamiji has differentiated living beings and non living beings by eight characters in that he started with physical body life energy biomagnetism genetic center brain soul sense organs etc by eight things human living beings can be differentiated from the non living beings so why repeatedly he have mentioned this genetic center at one place and another soul again so we come to know these two are different as per swami he has also mentioned in many places the genetic center cannot be differentiated likewise from the soul you cannot have a genetic center without a soul you cannot have a soul without a genetic center the soul is the genetic center in tamil it is called as karmayam karmayam is the atma because atma contains the karmic imprints it is the hard disk with which the computer runs it is the cpu on which the computer runs it is not differentiated it is one and the day same but in its nature we like to separate it swami ji also in one place has separated much later of course he has clarified it in many places that the genetic center is the same as the soul 
it you know, is not different from the soul. Okay. Thank the you, functional Anja. center of a soul is the genetic center. If you want, you can keep it like that. But you cannot separate these two things. Okay, we can take this highly concentrated imprints of... Uh, uh, That's what I use the word. Vortex is the correct word. Concentrated imprint is not the correct phrase for uh, describing genetic center. The vortex from which the magnetism spreads and forms a field, a functional field in a physical body, is the genetic center, which contains, which is the vortex, V-O-R-T-E-X. Okay. Uh, uh, for our, for our um, uh, clarity, uh, shall we consider this soul? It is the genetic center imprints, which is uh, which which is floating around after the, after death or like that? So, four concepts you are mixing in one sentence. So, let me just put some clarity for us so that we can discuss this a little further. No. You talked about life. You Swami talked about... No, yeah. Swamiji has clearly said uh, at one place, genetic center and the soul or the atma are the same. At one place in the text, I come across that uh, living beings have eight distinct characters to classify or identify it from the non-living beings. From that, he has mentioned this genetic center at one point. At fourth place is genetic center, soul at the sixth place. So, eight different characters. So, uh, where is the line between this genetic center and soul? That there is what I am trying to explain to you, that there is no differentiation between the two. Ah, do there not, is do not go by academic interest alone. Try to realize the physics behind it. Body is a physical element. Life is made up of either energy particles. As long as something is revolving, there will be friction with the space that surrounds it. The friction leads to frictional waves like sparks these sparks become the spreading waves these are also compressed in the same space quickly transforms itself into magnetism so therefore there cannot be an akashic particle in a dynamic universe such as our universe without magnetism so there is really, you cannot separate the both. Just a conceptually, it is different. As long as there is magnetism, there will be a center. And when millions and billions and trillions of energy particles uh, concentrate in a physical field, such as a human body, must necessarily form a singular integrated magnetic field, which is why our body remains as a single physical body. Otherwise, I should be able to remove, detach my hand and keep it in the, uh, give it to the doctor to cure it and come back home and take it tomorrow or tell him to courier it tomorrow. That's not possible because my hand is, an, it is in an integrated magnetic field. So, integrated magnetic field functioning 
in an integrated physical body must necessarily have a vortex because every cell in the body whether it is a cell in the hair in the head or a cell in the nail in the foot must receive necessary magnetic energy for it to remain fully integrated as a single physical body and hence there must be a center from which the magnetism must spread equally in all directions so as to reach the last cell in the hair in the head to the last cell in the nail in the foot and that vortex is what swami ji called as the genetic center so a soul which contains these either energy particles in a functional magnetic field contains a genetic center but there cannot be a soul without a genetic center there cannot be a genetic center without a soul i hope this clarity is there for you now okay clear aya thank you so much for such a wonderful explanation uh, from this equally uh, all this magnetism should be spread throughout the body from head to toe equally from that i have a question uh, is there a chance for unequal spreading of this magnetism in our body there could be two or three reason obstruction of magnetic flow could decrease the amount of magnetism that could reach to a particular part of the body for instance let us say um, a child is there and it is attempting to walk for the first time trips and falls and starts crying why does a child cry because somewhere it is hurt what do you mean by hurt there is an obstruction of blood heat or air flow to that particular part of the body since the body is a self diagnostic self healing system the life force rushes to that part of the body where there is a blockage of any of these three flows and attempts to correct it and in the process there is excess uh, depletion of magnetic energy in that particular part and that is what is called a short circuit that short circuit for a short period of time leads to pain for a long period of time leads to disease absence of ease is disease so if you want to remain at ease then there must be a harmonious flow of magnetism throughout the body this is reason number 1 why there could be disharmony in this flow and therefore excess are lower second is there is a diversion of flow disease could be a reason supposing let us say that covid 19 has impacted a person's lungs now this could cause an oxidative reactive process where the oxygen production in the cells in the mitochondria goes out of control and in the process there is there are oxygen atoms minus an electron that gets produced and this instability in an oxygen atom leads to the oxidative reactive process in the body whereby the body 
is unable to expel the carbon dioxide from the body. The human body doesn't have a measurement system or a, a gauge or a meter that judges the amount of oxygen in the body. It doesn't have. Nature has only created a carbon dioxide detector in the body, which is in the medulla oblongata and the lower part of the brain, just below the hypothalamus. Now that signifies the body, it signals the body, hey, 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 there is a lot of carbon dioxide, get rid of it. There's an oxidative reactive process, get rid of it. So it sends the signals to the heart. The heart then starts to pump the blood from the various part of the body, carrying the oxygen, which again gets into lungs, becomes carbon dioxide to throw out of the body. And then the purified blood with oxygen should come to the heart. But now a lot more carbon dioxide rich blood is going all over the place. And that leads to the, the pump, the compressor called the heart, pumping the blood a little faster, increases palpitation, then it gives you breathing problems, breathlessness. The breathlessness really means there is a magnetic uh, depletion or, or destruction in the body. The body is drawing the energy to the cells that need to repair this properly. But the cells are not able to repair it because there is a virus that is sitting there and not allowing these cells to function properly. This is another reason why there could be uh, this magnetic disharmony. To give you another example, this is even better for you to understand, is when you see a shocking incident, for instance, let us say somebody is allergic to blood, but a sister is giving birth to a child. So you are forced to stay next to her uh, as a mother. Or let's say your daughter is giving birth to a child. And the daughter says, Amma, I want you next to, my, next to me in my labor. So please be there. Don't go anywhere. Now you are allergic to blood. You are sitting there watching her bleeding. The child obviously needs to come out naturally. And you are sitting there watching it. And you faint and you fall down. You basically be blank out. Why do you blank out? Any shocking such incident that you experience, your brain really blanks out. The reason why it blanks out is the body's shock management system goes for a toss. So the body needs to readjust itself. It draws all the magnetic energy from the brain. Brain contains, uses only 20 to 25% of the magnetic energy. The body uses 75 to 80% of the magnetic energy. Even the 25%, the body says, hey, 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 brain, it's okay for you to shut down. It's okay. Human being can live without your functioning. Every day they are anyway functioning for about eight hours without you when you sleep. So no, you go to go to sleep, brain switch off. Body needs to survive, heart needs to survive, lungs need to survive. So the cells need to survive. Let's draw all the energy out from the brain and give it to the body. And in the process, the body survives. So this is a survival. This is the third example that I'm giving you related to the second uh, uh, topic, a second reason that I've given. So there are two, three reasons why there could be this disharmony in the magnetic flow in the body. Thank you so much, Aya. The energy distribution system mechanism in our body is so wonderful that uh, uh, it manages itself. The situation is enlightening. And uh, uh, I get a clear picture about how this COVID-19 is working. Thank you so much. Uh, from the previous question, uh, previous answer, I have one doubt. See, if, uh, every single particle 
invisible godly particle to anything we see in this universe is keeps on rotating so every rotation magnetism is there and there will be a center so uh, shall we say that center for that particle or element or an atom everything in that is its center as genetic center the word genetic center is specific to living beings that contains genetic imprints okay so if you take a human being it is a widely accepted philosophy that we have evolved from apes and if you go back in the history of the time we will go back to the first amoeba that was born in this earth so all the characterization of various lives that we have experienced before our current birth is present within the magnetic vortex and therefore we call it as genetic center the core of an atom contains a neutron the neutron must also have a center the center must be static in nature the science is beginning to acknowledge this there's a lot of people who are doing research on black holes assuming that black holes is perhaps the center of the universe itself there is a set of scientists working on that aspect of it science will develop to a extent where they will start to explain some of these uh, physical functional measurable phenomena but what they are missing is recognition of this god particle and god presence the almighty compressive all penetrative force that penetrates and also binds and supplies the energy for each and every infinitesimal energy particle is missed out in research because it is immeasurable by instrument it is imperceptible by our senses and that center is the almighty fluid state it is not the genetic center but it is a fluid state that binds all of the genetic centers of all life forms in the universe that means your genetic center and my genetic center are connected by an infinite space which acts as a medium that connects these genetic centers together a functional practical example of how this works is you are a mother you have a son son is let us say 100 miles away from you you right now but son thinks of you immediately you feel like picking up the phone and calling your son and asking him hey baba how are you are you okay and the son says amma i was just thinking of you how did you know how do you know this is intuition the tuition master is sitting inside how does it work there is no physical wire connection between your son and you 
but still that that so called virtual umbilical cord is never cut between a mother and a child as long as you are alive as long as the child is alive there is a constant communication that communication is a wireless communication and that wireless communication is possible only if there is a medium that connects you and the child or you and your mother or anyone else in this universe and that medium is the all penetrative dark self compressive omniscient omnipotent ever present ever lasting fluid and that fluid is in the center of what you termed as that infinitesimal energy particle which is self revolving in nature so please understand the difference between the two here it is a characterization center that means all the magnetic imprints of our past sanchita karmic imprints all the experiences that we have gone through in our life form from the time we got conceived in our mother's womb till this second which is the prarabdha karma and all the akamya karma desire based will based futuristic resultant karmic imprints are also stored as magnetic knot k n o t and that is that vortex the magnetic treasure the treasure trove the treasure chest that is there in the physical three dimensional center of a functional magnetic field in a physical body such as the human body i hope you are able to relate the two yes i can relate but still one more thing i would like to ask uh, professor krish uh, sometime back you have mentioned about universal soul i remember so universal soul magnetic field uh, everything apart from this earth i don't think living beings are there only on this globe living beings are there no 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 any think. The, the universe is too huge you don't even comprehend the size of the universe in fact if you go on tonight if you go on top of your house uh, and um, you look at the stars above in the sky you are not even seeing the stars in milky way galaxy forget andromeda which is another galaxy by itself we don't see any stars of andromeda i believe we see only stars of milky way galaxy now imagine the number of galaxies that are there number of stars that are there and we don't know how many worlds that are there if there is a conducive environment such as our yeah, earth certainly life forms will be available but continue your question as per our knowledge maybe let's uh, keep like that our knowledge uh, is limited na <laughs> yeah yeah very limited very limited <laughs> very limited edition uh, very limited edition uh, as per our knowledge so living beings uh, assuming living beings only in this earth but we have mentioned about the soul we are talking that soul and genetic center are the same at the same time we are talking about the universal soul only the planets again uh, their center is in static form the godliness this is genetic that is static 
how the how come the universal soul uh, and in one place swamiji has mentioned that we are connected by our genetic center throughout this universe like uh, waves in the sea please could you please explain on this very simple explanation your question itself has the answer in it the so called universal being is understood in two dimensions or two categorizations by human beings one categorization is what we see and sense the universe itself the universe is a dynamic state of functional field okay it has stars it has galaxies it has earths it has planets it has satellites called moons for the earths and different planets and it has comets and it has asteroids and so on and so forth these are functional dynamic uh, field but where is this functional dynamic field existing what is therefore binding this entire universe together in an integrated functional magnetic field there must be an all compressive all binding all penetrative all knowing surrounding pressure force which keeps the integrity of the universe intact the ever expanding all mighty the mightiest of all forces must be dark and fluid in nature not liquid not solid not air but fluid in nature it must function with an infinite gravity immeasurable gravity and therefore it is the mightiest of all forces and therefore it is almighty force so please meditate upon this aspect and come to your own conclusion but now what happens is this infinite gravitational dark fluid state because of its self compressive nature forms a fold fold is further compressed in all direction forms a globular form and due to the constant application of pressure on this fold in all direction it starts to spin and the spin itself is at an extraordinary speed now we have a second element in the universe the universal almighty space which is beyond the functional universe which is penetrative which is all compressive which is now become a fractional functional dynamic infinitesimal energy particle and now here characterization starts so the characterization in that infinitesimal energy particle defines how old is that energy particle how strong is that energy particle how fast it is spinning and what is the size of it so these four characteristics are predetermined in that particular functional dynamic element because these four characteristics plenum time force consciousness is primordial in nature it is the primary element 
that is existence as characteristic in that almighty force also present in a fractional manner in that fractional dynamic evolved uh, energy particle okay. now depending upon the four different evolved characteristics say volume force and time and things like that this energy particle could function at a faster speed or a slower speed so a faster spinning lighter energy particle becomes the satellite of a slower spinning heavier energy particle so one becomes a proton another becomes a neutron and even slower becomes the electron because as these energy particles are compressed by that compressive force and they come together but they don't merge and they come together to form a cloud a cloud of a functional set of energy particles now we have created an atom we have assumed how or imagined or we hypothesized on how an atom gets created now this is a characterized form so likewise when atoms come together molecules are formed so each molecule has its own functional behavior and functional characteristic okay uh, you can count the number of electrons in an atom and call it as valency okay that's the periodic table that you have studied in a chemistry class in school for instance uh, then these molecules come together to form different bhudas bhudas are what the same akashic particle in the uh, universal space is called the universal energy particles are now coming to form the different uh, bhudas a different elements in philosophy these have been categorized into five elements and these five elements are earth fire water air and atoms are akash so these now becomes the bhut akash okay now the same energy particle starts to function in a more condensed and an integrated fashion evolves into life forms where chip functions magnetism evolves beyond pressure taste light sound and smell into mind it starts to perceive pain and pleasure and experience peace and ecstasy and in the process chit develops in that akashic cloud in that energy cloud there once again that magnetism becomes a characterization in that particular electron cloud and neutron cloud and proton cloud and the molecule cloud and the atomic cloud in that functional physical field of that particular thing so here the characterization of that set of dynamic functional elements creates a boundary here it is called chitakashna okay and in a non functional but yet physical non living objects it is called bhut akash akash is the energy particle where it presents in the universe it is called as maha akash so the names are different the characterization is different 
as it stops spinning over a long period of time it disintegrates in a similar manner but in a reverse condition how it forms the bhutas it's now disintegrates and becomes slowly it stops spinning and then nuclear uh, fission takes place where the center stops spinning and no more the atoms remain as a singular integrated atomic structure and becomes one with that primordial force so this is death so i have given you the explanation of how the universe has evolved into a akash to different elements into chitakash and again it is spreading back into the universe so the difference is only in our understanding of the dynamic and the static part of the universe we understand the dynamic part really reasonably well we still don't know many things that are happening in the universe but we know there is an atom if you split an atom there is an enormous amount of energy that comes out of we call it nuclear energy we have harvested harvested such nuclear energy to kill people or to uh, power a city and things like that so we have, our science has really developed a lot in utilizing these uh, these hidden energies of an uh, unseen Uh, atomic energy unseen atom unseen energy particle but yet we have not yet scientifically acknowledged the presence of life in a human being and therefore all this confusion takes place in ourselves and we are unable to explain clearly to a child what that means because the child has no understanding of what we are talking about we are talking about primordial state huh? what is primordial state we're talking about bhut uh, akash we talk about chitaka you don't know what is chit ask a doctor what is chit he doesn't know where is the mind nobody knows what is the nerve center of the mind functional center of the mind nobody understands that because the doctors and the scientists don't acknowledge the presence of magnetism doesn't understand the presence of acknowledge the presence of life then how can we get them to explain some simple facts like this it's not complicated it is unexplained therefore it appears like a, you know like a magical thing that only a few people in the world can understand only who people are truly blessed by god and who are close to guru and who have realized themselves can understand. it's not like that even a child can understand this realization is different from understanding wisdom comes when the knowledge and the practice is one and the same but that is a realized state so many realized gurus such as our swami ji yogi raj vijayadatri maharishi has realized and explained but people like us can understand it it is not impossible to understand to remain one with the state requires practice i'm sure with practice we every one of us can reach the same state that swami ji has reached long answer for a simple question but i discovers most of those unquestioned doubts in your mind such a wonderful explanation sir starting from that uh, divinity almighty uh, to uh, that how clearly you have differentiated understanding and realization wow wow superb uh, yes we are all in the process of trying to understand what swami ji has realized truly thank you so much thank you so much one one more question one more question sir uh, is oh you are not done some more questions no only one last only one, one more okay so go ahead i'm just joking go ahead please is the genetic center a magnetic field or is it a fluid or is something it is a materialistic 
No, I think we should go back to the definition of the genetic center to answer this question. Genetic center is the magnetic vortex. So without magnetism, there is no genetic center. Please understand this. Number one. Number two, without a functional field, there cannot be a center. The functional field could be physical or metaphysical. But there must be a functional field. That means there must exist certain characterization for it to remain within that functional field. Otherwise, these are mere electron, proton, neutrons. They will come out and they will function in wherever they need and then they will eventually stop functioning and when atomic fission will happen and they will merge with that uh, universal energy field. It will stop functioning. So that is the process of uh, the soul merging with that almighty force. This could take several years, even after our physical death. But having said that, in a functional physical body, there cannot be a genetic center without life force, without magnetic center. And you cannot separate a dark fluid almighty space state from any part of these functional elements, you take an atom, madam, you take just take one atom, uh, Professor Parimala, you take one atom. The scientists know that the volume of a proton and a neutron is about 2000 times more than the volume of an electron. This is measured. People have accepted this. This is proven in a laboratory. So no doubt about this. So therefore, you can safely ignore electron from the volume of an atom. Now you compare the volume of an atom with the volume of a, a neutron and a proton. Assume there is one neutron, one proton in one atom. Ignore the electron. This is so minuscule that you don't need to count that particular volume. You only count the volume of proton and neutron with the volume of the atom. Do you know what is the ratio? It is a ratio of a football to a football stadium, a cricket ball to a cricket ball stadium. That is the size of an atom compared to the size of uh, neutron and uh, proton. What about the remaining element? So 1% of the volume of an atom is electron, proton, neutron put together. 99% the scientists saying empty space. Can it function in an empty space? impossible for an atom to function in an empty space. That means the human body, which comprises of trillions of cells, con contains trillions and trillions of molecules, containing trillions and trillions and trillions of atoms, is 99% empty space. It is not empty. For a moment, just imagine you are removing this 99% from our body. Empty space, na? remove it, na? remove it. Chal, chod, finish, gone. Remaining 1% is this electron, neutron, proton. Put them down in a box. You know what will be the size of that? I call it the jujube, the sugar cube. That's all we are. At the end of the day, you are a jujube, I am a jujube. So without that, dark fluid space which is functioning as gravity almighty force even an atom cannot exist even an electron cannot function 
even a neutron cannot persist. And therefore, the genetic center, how can it survive without that? It has to function within that pattern precision regularity defined by that almighty force functioning as a dark magnetic fluid in every element across the universe. It is the functional, functional, dynamic, evolutionary state of that almighty force. It cannot separate both and it can only coexist, cannot exist as two separate entities. I'm done with my answers. If you have any more questions, where is the sexual vital liquid or fluid lies? The body is a miracle. The food that we eat over a period of 45 minutes to about four hours gets digested and only a small portion of the food gets separated as juice. A large portion of our food comes out as waste, which is why we eat about um, two kilograms to three kilograms of food a day. And you add, say, two liters of water, you're actually consuming about four liters of food a day, but um, four kilograms of food a day, four or five kilograms of food a day, over a period of one year, you're eating more than one ton. But you don't weigh one ton because a large portion of this comes out as carbon dioxide, sweat, urine, and night soil. So what remains is only a small portion, which is the juice. Juice becomes blood, only a small portion of the juice. Only a small portion of the, the blood becomes tissues. Only a small portion of the tissues become fat. Fat becomes bone. Bone becomes marrow. Brain is full of marrow. And therefore, brain is full of rich magnetic fluid. And this undergoes, according to our Siddhas and according to our Guru Yogiraj Vedatri Maharishi, in the marrow, not only in the brain, but throughout the body, it gets transformational uh, state into a seventh dhatu called as the vital fluid. In the brain, a portion of the vital fluid is there in the cerebrospinal liquid or cerebrospinal fluid, CSF. And that fluid descends from the brain down the spine into the sexual gland and it attempts to evacuate itself from there. And the presence of that fluid in the sexual gland is uh, gives it a name sexual vital fluid. No difference from the vital fluid in the in the body throughout the uh, body in the in particularly inside the marrow inside the brain. But the fluid is believed by our guru as the vehicle, the container, which stores and protects and soaks and gives immunity for every either energy particle in the body. Now, this is beyond comprehension for any scientists. But anybody who has learned Kaya Kalpa Yoga and practicing regularly will vouch for the fact that Kaya Kalpa Yoga has increased the biomagnetic energy in the body and therefore people have become healthier, people have become stronger, people have become clearer in their head, 
people have become uh, confident in their behavior their self esteem has improved their brain functions have significantly improved their nerve functions in the bodies have improved their biological problems have been manageable uh, come under control for many people many people have reversed many of their diseases all these are uh, anecdotal evidences with some of them providing scientific evidences as well in our sky yoga system uh, as a professor in the system i'm sure you know and have heard and seen many of these reports yourself so the vital fluid is a functional evolved extracted juice state from the food which according to our guru is the carrying container protective container the battery of our body itself and if you extrapolate the the whole concept of what swami ji talked about it's a cycle of creation and evolution and hence this fluid in my personal understanding and opinion cannot be significantly different from the almighty fluid itself it must be very close to it in its nature beyond this i can only speak with certain hypothesis and conclusion which may be purely theoretical at this point of time so i hope i have justified your answer by just simply saying this fluid is not the almighty fluid but it has got significant nature of the almighty fluid within it okay and it is an extracted highly evolved state of the functional medium which gives us energy for our body namely our food and water next question if you have it thank you ayya thank you so much uh, like a child the questions are so innocent from the basic i started um, because actually i want to get the clarification on all this and the clear and like that i thought everyone will be clarified from the basics uh, such a wonderful with patience such a with such a clarity beautiful explanation that uh, very tirelessly all the explanations were come you have given Uh, you have enlightened uh, such a provoking session i thank you so much thank you so much for your uh, time your patience thank you so much i think we should uh, call it a day a wonderful experience you have lifted me you are uh, you are just uh, you have extended your hand just lifted me and uh, made me to sit closer to you to question all give, given me the space to throw all the questions answered me very patiently thank you so much let me call it a day dear friends thank you so much for being with us for all the time ayya thank you so much stay blessed valga valamudan valga valamudan thank you so much for being there thank you so much for the inspiration thank you so much for asking me all these questions and making me recollect some of those understandings that i have and whatever i have given you is based on my little understanding and i'm very sure with your inquisitiveness with your curiosity with your intelligence with your knowledge and experience 
you can discover a million times more than what I have understood. And perhaps one day you will explain this to your children and your grandchildren and make the whole world learn and realize and live by that fact that we are one and one and the same and that one single God, one single almighty force is governing all of us. And therefore, we shall not hurt anyone in our body, mind or soul. And we shall help those who are hurt and who are painful today. Thank you so much. Uh, professor, thank you, so thank you for being I here. I hope I made the time wonderful. Thank you, thank you. Be blessed by the divine.